1: how is oscar weekend in los angeles Mm.
0: it is oscar weekend
2: (laughs) i was i was just about huh
0: (laughs) i am impact zero (laughs) yes truly impact zero i saw a play you know i was doing other things (laughs) what play oh my my friend was in a one-man show about it's a play about a guy who works in Barbara Streisand's basement because she built a mall in her basement and like hired someone to work in the mall
3: Amazing of
0: her basement home.
2: What? <laughs> Wait, was it a comedy? Yes, yes.
4: Okay, no, I was going to say, s-
2: that sounds hilarious. <laughs> it's a <laughs> but serious drama. Not. It's very <laughs> intense. Which is why I was like, I don't know whether I should it look at that sound. It is six sounds. hours long. <laughs>
4: <laughs> That's hilarious. It was a drama piece. Ooh. Ooh. Um,
3: yeah.
4: um, <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> it was
0: called uh, Buyer and Seller. Seller spelled like seller. You know it. Yes, 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 yes. yes, yes.
5: we can see the day turn to evening and with the decorations like like filling out, we, we can see people lining the streets, waiting for things to begin. And everybody who is going to run lines up as well. So you've got this like 20-year-old who I just picture them being like very awkward and lanky looking, just like extremely long everything about them get getting stretched and, and and ready to run they're there with who whomever they are apprenticing for probably it's it's for a milliner someone who's i think those people work with wagon wheels uh milliners work with hats, i don't right? know <laughs> Milliners are hats. Okay, okay. Uh, Coopers. (laughs) That's right. Uh,
6: barrels. Milliners,
5: Mm. I think, specifically sell hats because it's a hat. No, haberdashers sell Mm. hats. Milliners make hats? Or is that a (laughs) hat? I
2: don't know. We're learning
6: words today. Uh, Uh, Now I have to Google this or this will keep me up at night. Who makes wheels? What's the name of
2: somebody who makes wheels? Yo, yo, yo. We've been talking about this for four hours.
5: (laughs) (laughs) Casey cut it
3: all out, but it,
5: it was a long discussion and it got heated it got so (laughs) heated and i am very sorry for all of those things i said about your families
0: well it's called a chapeau and like don't (laughs) oh how boring
6: it's called a wheelwright of course
4: cool
5: oh Mm. Mm. great come on and and yet milliner is for hats (laughs) fuck you (laughs) language
4: i do i do want to say though um i really don't appreciate after hour three, Tyler just continuously sending me inappropriate text messages about my mother and my sister. You gave me your phone number. Yes, because I wanted to talk about everybody else on the side, but you turned it against me.
2: No, 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 no,
3: no, no,
2: no, 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 no,
5: no, yeah, yeah, that's that's all Patreon content hmm. is, is the chat <laughs> log.
2: The <tech> thread. <laughs>
5: so yeah, yeah, people people are lined up and ready to run. You know, we we can see everybody like like there's sort of a nervous energy as, as you get to the start line. Behind you, these large turkeys have kind of been corralled, and there is like the threatening boom of their gigantic turkey gobbles. Mm. You, I, I think it is like this, this wooden fence type thing that, that gets rolled in, this big gate for gobble and it's something that like the turkeys can like thump against and peck at and what what the younger folk don't know that the older folk do is that they have like sort of done a peanut butter and seed situation so that the turkeys are more uh, likely to peck at the door mm. and and really smack and batter at it to make it uh, appear more intense and frightening than it actually is
2: so we're on the we're on the course we're about to go mm-hmm. Yeah, right. I
5: think you're about to run from these turkeys.
2: Jonnet, like, leans over to the captain. Um, look, not saying that it would happen, but if for whatever reason, like, I trip and fall, could you, like, like, arm, whip, claw, grab me and right, right me again? So, Oriman leans in.
6: You hear the faint slosh of water so you can actually talk to you. Oh, okay. Two things, Jonnet Kessler. One, happy birthday he produces from <laughs> inside you. his uh, his kind of... I think he's wearing, like, a large cape that you would wear in, like, really, really windy weather. It's way too hot <laughs> for the environment, but he does not care. <laughs> and produces from inside this cape a small... Uh, it, it looks like it's been done by hand, and by Oromar's hand, so it's relatively rough. But it's metal that has... It's, like, gold that has been melted down and then reformed into, like, a a hair... Decoration.
2: in Yes, Jonathan... Is- I love this! Every
6: single Thank one you. of these in my hair was made from the various trinkets and jewelry of a feather I have defeated. And, well, you got to defeat some feathers yesterday, so I figured you should have a memento.
2: Jonathan just gets like a big old smirk on his face, like, Thanks, Captain.
6: Second, we're going to wait until the last second for those turkeys to arrive. Then you are going to propel us as fast as possible. I've seen what you can do.
2: Speak in my language. <laughs> Reckless! <laughs> the captain winks.
3: <laughs> John,
2: it winks, winks again, blinks, winks again. <laughs> okay, okay, let's not overdo it. That fire. Felt it. <laughs> <laughs> felt myself going too far as I did it.
0: <laughs> John, it is blinking weird, Dad. You should get some eye drops before we get out here. That sun's going to be beating I'm down
4: fine. on his face. You should. Sure? I got some. I, I can go grab something real quick. You all
2: now, right? No, focus on yourself, all right? You're going to need all the help you can get. We're doing, like, deep
0: stretches, very intense, using, like, negative space. Him yeah. hoisting me I uh,
4: the other way. All of it. Deep like, splits. At this point, like, bench press and Zana be like, hey, you don't need to worry about us.
0: Don't get because yeah, your birthday, be right. you
4: can't get whooped. <laughs> Happy
0: birthday to you.
7: <laughs> I think before it starts, Travis wants to have a word with the turkeys.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yes, please. <laughs>
7: now, look, I know... This is kind of a big deal, but I was wondering if you might all be able to do me a little bit of a favor. Um, please stop pecking for like five seconds while we talk. Um, so if you see a kid uh, with a third eye and a skateboard, probably has a skateboard. <laughs> I, I imagine he usually has a skateboard. And a dead guy. If you see the two of them together, just try not to kill them. And anyone else is, like, totally up for the stomping. Um, <laughs>
2: wow. That's love.
7: Because it's, it's kind of a big deal. It's his birthday. And I'll be honest, I forgot to get him something. <laughs> so this would kind of be a nice little gift where we don't
5: kill him. <laughs> um... Yeah, I guess. I feel like while you're while you're doing this, you're occasionally leaning down to like sip out of the mimosa. <laughs> <that was> <laughs> <taking> <laughs> it's still in the yeah.
7: That's the and also, feel free. There's like so much here, and I'm I'm. I'll be
5: honest. I'm feeling pretty good. So like, <laughs> <you> feel free. <laughs> yeah, I feel like all of these wild turkeys are kind of like gathered around you, and like. It's, Travis, I think hard for you to tell when you're doing a bit and when you're being serious, but it does feel like they are being attentive to you in some way, (laughs) like you are holding some audience with these birds. That's all that really matters is being able to hold an audience with someone.
7: (laughs) And I've been hanging out with them all day, you know?
5: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, you've You've really gotten to know them. So... We turn. We turn to the the lines and lines of people, and I feel like the village is starting to clap in a rhythm together as the event is about to start. Folks who have instruments have have brought them out and are are playing along. You know, we, we get some sort of flutes. We get some drums. We get maybe some people got some trumpets of some kind, people are getting excited. And I think what gets thrown in, because we've made this gobble-knocked, because this is a turkey-themed celebration, like, they'll be a a round of, like, clapping and playing instruments, and then it gets answered by a bunch of people doing their best turkey calls. (laughs) Yay! So, you know, it does feel like there's some serious gravity to the event, and it also feels like it's being undercut by the fun of people just doing turkey calls, too. (laughs) But people are waving, uh, like, the little kids are, like, waving their signs of the hand turkeys they've made. Everybody's, like, shouting to cheer people on. And then the gates, those those wooden gates, get pulled open. And you hear a blank gunshot as somebody ignites powder. There's this big boom. And the turkeys start to run. And so what I think the most efficient way to handle this is I have pulled... Three luminaries, as we've identified, three people that are doing gobbleknock. There is Janet. There is Zana, and there is this as as uh, yet to be named person who is far too old to still be doing oh, gobbleknock. Percy,
0: Percy, Percy, Percy,
6: Percy. Oh, his, his parents get over Percy. Already insist it's Percy.
5: <laughs> Percy. So I am gonna give Zana. You are going to get to go first here. I have three luminaries here. Do you want the left, right, or center luminary? Left. Left, okay. We get the Rusalka for you. And Rusalka stands for temptation, desire, and longing. The divination is the prize you seek may be more dangerous than you have considered. So I kind of think, like, Zana... You are prepared for this, for sure. You feel like you have worked out all the angles, and you indeed spent last night, like, kind of out with your friends, heroically conquering this turkey. Hard part's over. Hard part's over. But now we get to the running. I I want to know what happens that makes Zana feel like more vulnerable or, or, or afraid than, than she thought she would be when this moment finally came. And the corollary to that is how Doug helps her with it. I
0: think that Zana, I think she sees some see someone who looks like her, like a young version of herself or an older version of herself
5: doing something completely different. Just gets like a flash of what could be. I like the ideas that there is a little girl in this community who is so enamored with Zana and like all the cool stuff that she does. Who like dressed up as Zana to to cheer her on and today. has
0: like uh, like the same sort of like birthmark in the middle of her forehead. Like whoa, mm-hmm. down to the details. Like this kid is emulating me. Uh, uh, can I live up to this image? Oh, dad, I'm having a, a, cri- a crisis of self. <laughs>
5: <laughs> you say this in the middle of a run <laughs> mid run <laughs> All
0: right um well um um I'm rethinking uh-huh. everything that I've uh, created okay. like you encourage stuff and I really I I love you for encouraging yeah. everything that I want to mm-hmm. do but it's also like <laughs> you know I need some parameters man <laughs>
4: I'm off the rails <laughs> All right all right so I was like calm down calm down calm down All right um I was going to wait I'm too damn old to be doing this uh I was gonna wait to do this. Let me slow you. down a bit. So, <laughs> <slow down.
0: laughs>
4: I
3: will yeah, like leave you behind, little girl. To <laughs> right,
4: so I was gonna wait for the end of the race to uh get this to you, but all right, all right. I believe in you. You got this. You you've never let a challenge take take you down or, or, or second. uh, second-guess yourself at all. and So I I decided to do it right now? Hey, look, here. You see that little girl back there? I jump over a rock. Yeah? Alright, that little girl believes in you. I believe in you. Everybody here that knows you believes in you. Has no doubts. So, you got this. I know my old ass isn't out here because it's fun, so Mm -hmm. I definitely believe in you. And here and he pulls out a necklace and hands it over to her i was gonna wait for you to finish this race but that was your mother's and i believe it's time for you to have it (laughs)
0: let's pull over to one of these rest stops we're about you know Forty yards in front of these. Yeah, turkeys. I need mean, to uh, get a water real quick. Uh, <laughs> should I should I have it? All
4: that coffee. <laughs> uh, it? Dad,
0: this is so beautiful, and you trust me with this uh, now. And <sighs> okay, I gotta remember why I'm doing stuff. It's it's not it's it's not vain. It is aspirational.
4: <sighs> it is. Oh, God. You have already proved to me that you are a capable young woman you are an adult and as much as I don't want to admit it and admit the you know that 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 I do have to let the reins go and let you be your own person you have proved even before you left that you are capable of taking care of yourself and that you are capable of any challenge that's going to come towards you so I without a shadow of a doubt believe in you and I know you got this. Not just this race to hell really truthfully to hell with up This I have no doubt dad. in my mind that whatever comes up in your life, that you can handle it. Thank
0: you. And that's a major part of of me of me being like that is to having a dad like you. Who's willing to
4: run on a tummy full of coffee? Let's go. I'm just telling you right now, I'm <laughs> not go, blushing. Go, it's just I'm flushed from uh, being so tired. And uh, damn it, hold on. Uh, oh, uh, I have a oh, spray bottle. Like the massive turkey right behind me. Uh, uh, <laughs> he reaches in that back pouch and just throws some feed back <laughs> to like, get ah. it on. Uh, all, right, all right, that'll give us a little time. Uh. Water for the turkey? <laughs> <laughs>
2: Stay hydrated.
5: Let, let's turn uh it center or right for
2: for you. Uh right.
5: All right. So if you're going right, I'll flip over to the center card to figure out what is going to happen to this other uh uh older kid uh what do Percy. we call him mm-hmm. Percy. Percy? So Percy's running Percy's out there with his boss, essentially, with hmm. the person he is apprenticing for, uh, and Percy pulls the boat, hmm. which stands for free, opportunity, freedom, and labor. Hmm. I think what happened, like we get a quick flashback on Percy. Percy, I, like I feel like we see. An entire trailer to coming of age film that, like, this feels like a bit failure to launchy. Uh, you know, it, it's something that would have starred McConaughey, hmm. but it's instead starring this lanky motherfucker <laughs> where he was just struggling <laughs> with life until he got taken in by like this kindly hat manufacturer who's <laughs> teaching him all about hats and. You know, just the bond of their friendship that they have developed over time has, has turned what used to be a, a very selfish and irresponsible person into a well-grown adult. Uh, but of course, we enter the area of the movie where, where the challenge appears, and I think the boss trips on the track. And Percy looks back, sees their boss goes down, go down, see this massive turkey kind of bearing down on them, and knows that if Percy keeps running, it is a certainty that he'll be able to cross that finish line, not just cross the finish line, cross it first and prove himself and get all the pride, or he could go back and help this person who has helped him become himself uh, uh, and and truly, like, uh, develop into the person who knows that he could be. And I'm trying to interpret whether the boat freedom opportunity and labor fortune awaits those who seek it but only with blood and sweat does this mean he is going to abandon the boss and cross the finish line first or does this mean he's truly grown as a person uh and has learned his lesson and i can't decide this so i'm right i I, yeah nathan
6: i i i think that the the boss tells him to go run for (sighs) it whether he does so or not is a thing, but I think the boss actually is like, no He good. throws I him like, a hat that, that fits gold. perfectly. It.
2: I made this for you. <laughs> the hat is yours. It's always been
0: yours. Always- <laughs> You're brimming with opportunity. <laughs> Put
3: it on there my it bill. <laughs>
2: Bowl them over.
3: This <laughs> So yes. Yes, you'll died. be on top. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh my
5: god. Oh my god. And he starts Percy starts to run and then does a hard stop and turns back and goes, No boss, I can't let you be a pork pie. And he runs back and, and starts to beat the, the, the turkey back to pull his boss forward, knowing that now he has risked his chance to cross that finish line and finally finish Gobblenock. But in the process, maybe he has found the person he is meant to be as we turn to Jonnet and flip over the last luminary. Hey Heroes, it's James, your Game Master. Uh, Sorry both that the episode is late and probably that my audio right now is echoey. There was a flood in our studio. Nothing major or essential or, you know, critically essential that was super expensive was damaged. We did lose the carpet. We're going to need to clean up a lot down there. Um, And there are a bunch of games and books that were lost, but, you know, thankfully most of it is pretty replaceable. Um, But it's going to Take a while before we're back up and running uh, the way that I normally would like us to be. So my mid-rolls might be a little bit echoey, and uh, it took me a while to to record this mid-roll. I want to say before we get back to the show that you're going to hear a special guest this episode— and with that special guest, you might hear an even more special guest as Falcon was in the recording room for when we did these episodes. Uh, so, you know, if you're like, is that baby sounds? Yes, it is baby sounds. No no way it couldn't be on the mic. I want to thank everybody for supporting our show. Uh, you definitely helped us afford the insurance that we're going to need to claim all the stuff that we lost. And you'll be able to help us rebuild our studio or at least which parts of it were damaged. And get back up and running in working order. If you're listening to this show and go, huh, I would like this show to come to me in the future, and I would like it to be not so echoey in the future, you can always head to patreon.com/slash one shot podcast and sign up to support us. In exchange, you'll get access to cool bonus content and the deep and sincere thanks of everyone who works with our network. Now then, with all of that out of the way, let's get back in the sky. We turn to Janet and flip over the last luminary and holy shit, the Butcher. Mm. This is a rough one. Oh, man. Mm. <laughs> All right.
6: <laughs> so in the like plot of, you know, we, like, we're waiting yeah. until the last yeah, yeah, second yeah, yeah. to kind <laughs> of launch. As you set up, you know, preparing to cast mm-hmm. the Earth Magic to kind of launch us forward, Oromar squats <laughs> low. And you just see all the muscle tension go directly to his legs like he's never skipped leg day in a thousand years.
2: <laughs> Those trousers are under so much stress now, just the flexing.
6: Mm-hmm. You're going to want to hold on tight, Jonat Kessler.
2: And because like John is like, Oh yeah, I was I was kind of thinking of like, do I hold you? Do you hold me? Because you're taller than me, and we're running out of time. And and so uh John is just gonna like. I just jump on the captain's back. <laughs> Hell, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so then it's like, you know we get like the the camera pushing in that's like the POV of the the turkeys get closer and closer and closer, and then it's like, okay, here we go. And so then John it like, I would say like like normally I kind of like hit the ground, but I'm on your shoulder. so could you hit the ground when I say go? Oh yeah, yeah. absolutely. So I was like, go.
6: And so then he punches into the earth. The earth springs behind him as he releases the tension in his legs. And they rocket linearly down the road. There is, like, shrapnel behind (laughs) them. And it
5: is a good thing they move this (laughs) quickly. That delay made it so that the majority of these griffin turkeys are following Jonnet and the captain. And more than that, we cut back to Travis's little pre-run speech from the turkey's point of view. (laughs) (laughs) All they get is a vague description of Jonnet and the captain. And and they don't hear don't. They do hear eat them <laughs> and all of these turkeys are hit with a bloodlust a <laughs> oh, mad no. scramble to go after Janet and the captain and Travis I-, I think you're on for like a bit of a pleasant jog or a stroll and like you might even still have one of your mimosas with you mm. uh, just, just <laughs> sipping along dipping your head occasionally into your wing however a turkey might hold a mimosa and then like through the the fuzzy like little sparks of, of your turkey brain you can see oh boy those other turkeys are kind of going after and the captain quite quickly and they are pecking actually quite ferociously and I think Nathan one of the turkeys gets the captain on an arm and uh, it is enough to break a bow like, they're mm-hmm. griffin turkeys. It's not messing around, especially when the birds are not messing around. So, Travis, you kind of immediately realize, oh, this is somehow a terrifying situation now. And I, I, I have to do something. W- what what do you do, Travis, um, before we turn back to, to Jonet and the captain? Is there anything that you feel like you can do to help? Well, how far ahead are these turkeys from there? Uh, let's let's give him a ten foot head start. Okay. It's like when this this comes to fruition
7: here. Now I don't want to yell because then mm-hmm. people would see a turkey yelling. <laughs> maybe I'll so maybe I'll say I'm just going to yell gobble <laughs> gobble <laughs> to so see if I can get their attention while I kind of uh, take one. I just pound the rest of my mimosa. <laughs> And then uh, start running faster to try and catch up to them.:
5: Yeah, I feel like the gobble gobble might might distract some of them, but there's at least one turkey that is still hot on the heels of Jonathan McCaptain. Ormar, you have realized that for some reason, this is a lot more serious than it ought to be. And I'll, I'll remind you, Nathan, Tyler, and Tyler both, that the divination for the butcher is there will be blood. The butcher creates horror mm-hmm. by by hook or bloody crook so this is a nasty situation. Mm. How do you
6: resolve it? I think the turkey goes in and gets Oromar's arm and does not brace or expect the rest of the hand to turn backwards <laughs> and just grab the beak really firmly and then just
3: lift <laughs> this thing forward.
6: <laughs>
2: Are we still sailing through the air?
6: (laughs) Well, I think at this point, we've probably hit the ground and we're running. But yeah, as this is kind of, it gets flipped forward. But I think the momentum of this takes us into the air. We essentially use this thing as a springboard to flip ourselves vertically. (laughs) We're no longer moving forward at speed anymore. But we have judo flipped a giant turkey. And um, as the G-force is starting to move the liquid in Oromar's stomach it's no longer able to form full sentences anymore but does manage to get out the word
2: pathways <laughs> <laughs> and then uh yeah john it's like on it got it as they're like flying through the air he like rips his bandana off like puts stuffs it in in like his back pocket opens his eye and i imagine like he can see a lot of different ways that this can go But then, like, there is one path that kind of, like, is just, like, a straight, like, vector back down. And it lands on the back of Travis. And so he's like, okay, uh, we're going to ride this turkey. And so he he grabs the captain again. And he's kind of, like, Mm -hmm. as much as one can steer a fall, but he's, like, guiding him towards, like, Travis's back.
3: -hmm.
5: Yes, yes. Travis, you feel the impact of Jonet and the captain landing on your back, and suddenly the murderous intent of all of these massive turkeys turns from them to you. As I think we can see ahead of everyone on the race, uh, we can see that Zana and Douglas are set to cross the finish line and set to cross it well. As the turkey that was running after them stops in its tracks and turns back to get involved in the chaotic melee behind. (laughs) Just shortly after them, we can see heroically and honorably limping towards the finish line are Percy and his boss, And then behind that, we can see this chaotic mass of, like, bloodthirsty maniac birds chasing (laughs) after Travis, Jonnet, and Oribar.
7: Run, run! So as soon as they land on me, I want to say, Jonnet, where's your skateboard? (laughs) What? Where's your skateboard? Oh, sorry. It's me, Travis. I know you probably (laughs) thought I was one of them.
2: (laughs) I don't skateboard. I've never done I've I do a lot of different sports, but I do not skateboard.
7: Right. Look, I've had a few buckets of mimosa. Are you messing with me? Are you there's, drunk right now? Yes, of course. I
5: there's do inline the- BMX <laughs> Razor Scooter. I've, I've
2: never do done gauntlet, skateboard gauntlet gliders. <laughs> well, I've never skateboarded.
5: Mm-hmm. Okay, that here's the thing.
7: You should definitely try because I think it would suit you.
2: Okay. Uh, <laughs> hey, yeah, I'll try anything once. Also, uh, how how are you with fighting as a giant turkey? Because look out!
7: You mean like ethically or <laughs>
2: morally and practically? Or am I Harry
6: <laughs> that kind of comes in <laughs> for, <laughs> for for your neck? Um, <laughs> as they go, sp- that turkey goes spinning off and what?
7: I th- <laughs> I think. Well, here's what I would like to do. I want to mm-hmm. try and—is there any way that I could run and and get to the finish line before everyone
5: else? I could pull a luminary, and we could see if, like, that's what you want to put your <laughs> effort behind?
7: Not taking with you, just yeah. I want that. I <laughs> want them to make it out.
5: Aren't mm-hmm. they
7: hold on all on each right. other's
5: backs? <laughs> all one. right, stacked.
0: Yeah, that's what I presume. <laughs>
5: <laughs> was stacked mm-hmm. on the turkey. So ooh, ooh, the luminary cool. that I pull is the soldiers which Mm -hmm. is death, deception, and memory.
3: Hmm. Mm.
2: (laughs) Pull again. That feels bad.
0: (laughs) Mulligan. I I, I, I like the
6: idea of there being a really sharp turn, because this is just through the city streets, right? Yeah. So most of it is kind of, you know, the right angles of crossroads and things like that. And the final turn is actually on a blind Mm. like right angle and there is a a lamppost that's part of the street as we're kind of, like, coming down. And Omar is kind of driving you to just charge in a straight line as fast as possible towards this turn. There's no way you're going to make the turn at this speed. And he greaches out, grabs the (laughs) lamppost, grabs Jonnet by the other arm, and with the momentum that we're flinging ourselves through round the corner... Blinks Jonet as hard as he possibly can, which is probably too hard.
2: We see, we see Jonet's like skin pull and flap, and his, oh, well, well. His, his eyes do the opposite of what bees did at the beginning of this zoo. Yeah. They stretch out. <laughs> uh, out. someone get a cushion. Get a cushion. To find all the feather stuff, all the all the stuffed turkeys that
0: people use for decoration. Yeah. I'm trying to pile them at the finish line so that you have some impact, so you don't just smash
5: into a wall. Feathers fly up everywhere (laughs) as, like, these... Massive. Uh, I, I, I think there is like at the corner. The business at the corner is this business that looks like it has been rebuilt and refurbished mm-hmm. many times. It's the old Acheron Pillow Factory, <laughs> and just this horde of unstoppable, bloodthirsty turkeys all <laughs> smash through the the facade of this building. There's an explosion of feathers there.
3: My pillows.
5: <laughs> not again, not again. Old
2: Lady Acheron
0: Every Gobble look.
3: Why do I need my pillows here? Every gobbledok. <laughs> when will you learn? When will I learn, Gertha? When will I learn?
6: <laughs> Orma uh, manages to, you know, I guess pull Travis through the turn.
7: <laughs> oh, I was I was imagining that you two like flung off and Travis just out oh, sure. straight and hit something, a cart of fruit or.
5: Oh, I, hell yeah. The, 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 Absolutely I, I mean, fine Johnny, I do, cool. I do kind of like the idea of Oromar managing to drift Travis. That's though.
6: true. That, <laughs> there is an inherent appeal to, to that. <laughs> to Sparks come off the back <laughs> of your heels. You go round <laughs> the turn.
0: Hit the north,
6: <laughs> And I think the, the sheer force of this. Oh, Oromar's hand breaks at the wrist on the lamppost and he goes flying. And while in the air, he gets almost like a sense memory to young Oromar that we've seen a handful of times in various bits and pieces where in some kind of silly act of daring do he's also jumped from a kind of like a great height and the wind has caught his slowly growing but nowhere near the length of current orimars dreads in the air and there was just a sense of freedom of this moment of being truly airborne And we cut back to regular zombie Oromar as they land very indignantly and probably face part slides across the finish line. And yeah, there's like a moment and you know, has he died? Like again, again? Ah, Ormar gets up and starts laughing, which as we know is, you know, uh, sounds awful. He he, he doesn't have the process to laugh correctly, but he's so overjoyed with the thrill of having gone on this, this jaunt. He just like breaks into, into dance. He does like a pirate jig. Ah, No sense of timing because his heart doesn't work. But uh Modern. and his body is thoroughly broken from being flung through the air. <laughs> but the moment and the energy of it has taken him and he starts to try and dance. And
5: and here's the thing. I mean, we pulled we pulled the butcher for 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 this result, you know, which you know it did eventually turn out all right, but like the town has watched this man. Surely he must be dead. But he gets up mm-hmm. and starts dancing. And the adults horrified that they might have just that the children have might just seen like a Mm. man get flung to his death and torn apart by big turkeys immediately decide to roll with the fact that well he got up and he's dancing so it must be fine we're just gonna play music and the kids will think everything's okay and the celebration kind of resumes and Percy and his boss manage to slowly limp their way over the finish line, and the town rushes in to Percy, Janet, and Zana, and like they bring in like the the decorative adornments of people who have like successfully done the running of the turkeys, and and the real celebration starts in. Which, at this moment, over the city of Acheron, we can see the wings of two griffins in the sky. These birds sort of circle overhead, like dip in close, just close enough for somebody who might be riding them to see where they are and what's going on. And after that pass, they circle again And very near the center of town, they drop in and drop in quickly. Travis, I think because you have crashed into the pillow factory with the turkeys, the best way for you to extricate yourself from the situation is turning back into a man and sneaking out before anyone's Mm. aware of what happened. Yeah, so on the way out, I think
7: he says, like, Oh my God, can you believe what happened to that turkey over there? Everyone should go check.
1: I saw you.
5: I saw you turn from turkey to man.
7: (laughs) (laughs) I saw you. (laughs) No, no, no. Wow, you must have had more mimosas than me, because you are talking cuckoo.
3: Are you a vision of my death?
7: (laughs) I don't know, but I... I will say, don't get on the bus.
5: (laughs) I shan't. I shan't get on the bus. Thank you. (laughs) So, Travis, you kind of walk away from that chaos. You know, this is a familiar thing to you. There's a huge chaotic thing, and you kind of walk away from it unscathed uh, with a sort of, well, good luck. Good luck to everybody else as you you are walking now over to where everyone is gathered and these two griffins swoop overhead and land in the town. And Hun, I would like to know from you, Braith at this point has probably had a a pretty good description uh, after the people that that he has met with to, to find his way here. How does Braith recognize who travis is
1: i imagine he received a description from the person that pointed him in this direction but i do have a question for you wraith doesn't ride a griffin what are the griffins he has a falcon
5: in this universe ah that that comes that has no idea a griffin any uh, bird that is larger large enough to ride is called a griffin it is a lion bird
7: Oh, wow, Mel, you don't well, listen to no, the show? I don't. No,
5: well, huh. Huh.
2: Hey, hey, huh. hey, you good.
5: Mel, Mel puts up with enough you of my nonsense at both. home for them to, mm-hmm. to listen on their off hours. That doesn't seem fair.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Big bird, you're so, caught up. So yeah. Sick.
5: Uh, Braith, Braith has his, his bird <laughs> and the other bird that he picked up. So I guess what you, the description that you would have received is you're looking for... A fabulous man who who walks walks with a gait of pure, contemptible dissociation with all of the world around him. <laughs> also, you'll know him by his iconic green coat and white hair, which might help.
1: Yeah, that, that, that might help me a
5: little bit more. But really, the contemptible gait, that's what I think you should zero in on and focus on.
1: Can- can you show me what that looks like? Because that's kind of a subjective point of view. Could you, like, do that walk for me?
5: You would like me to to have my butlers animate a walk cycle for you? Yes. <laughs> so, cycle. yeah, what I think happens then Gosh. for you, Braith, is over, uh, over a series of hours, uh, the broker going through <laughs> several spooky butlers all trying to animate Travis's walk. So there's a like a little flip book animation. And you believed that this would not be helpful at all. But as you are swooping into town, what you see is unmistakable beneath you. You see a man in a green jacket with white hair and a walk that can be called nothing but contemptible.
1: And I'm really glad that spooky guy made his butlers do that for me.
5: And so, h- how do you how do you get Travis's attention? You've you've been riding hard for a couple days now, and the end of this journey is in sight for you.
1: I, I suppose I would grab one of the several things I'm carrying with myself, and perhaps wave the letter in the air and say, um, "Mail for Travis Madagot. Mail. Anybody named Travis around here?" What's a mail? Uh, I'm, Trav- I'm Travis, but not that Travis. Not, not that Travis.
7: No, you're looking for a Travis Matagot, so I would assume that's probably somewhere else. Um, but while you're here, can you point me to the nearest bar? Because I recently sobered up quite a bit more than I wanted to. Oh,
1: bummer. Uh, yeah, I think I saw one <laughs> down in the corner. I, then I guess, gosh, I guess this letter from someone named Margaret uh, is for someone else.
2: Oh,
7: well, I think I'll probably run into him at the bar, um, if you want to <laughs> give it to me, and then, um, See, the, I'll give the it to him. See, the thing about
1: being a courier is I, I really have to get this to its end destination, um, so I gotta, I gotta find that specific, Travis.
7: I hate, I hate this. I hate this so much. Here's the thing. Come here. It's, it's me. He- okay, I was doing it, I was being, I was being rude because you pronounced my name wrong, um. You could just hand over the letter. And I guess before you hand it over, just it's not like postage due or anything, right? Like she put the right number of stamps
5: on. Funny that he should mention that because that's not the only thing that you have to deliver. And one of them is postage due upon delivery.
1: (laughs) Yeah, so it's not just this letter. Um, I've got this duck uh, and uh looks like some payment from your friend, the broker. And that is definitely postage due on delivery.
7: Are you serious about this duck? Because I was just saying we had a duck <laughs> and they everyone was trying to tell me we didn't have a duck. And I said, I know that we have a duck. So honestly... I don't love that I have to pay for it, but I am glad that it's here so I can prove a point.
1: Uh, Yeah, yeah, for (laughs) sure. And I can tell you where that is. But, um, you know, it might be good if we find that bar together because I've got a couple of questions for you, sir. Look, if am I being
7: served or something, you have to you just have to say it at this point because I've said who I am. And (laughs) I I'll be honest, I'm not in the mood. Oh, no, 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 there's
1: no no serve, no papers, just um an interested party with questions.
7: Hmm,
5: I hate that. But I do want the letter and the duck. Yeah, you <sighs> can see Ferdinand, like, sort of craning to to get a look at you. E- excitedly, I think. Ferdinand missed you. Can you blame him?
1: Oh, also, before <laughs> we step away, do you know someone named Duriel? Hmm. Uh, they, they said they'd be on uh, the ship with on the Huru with you, um, and I've got a letter for them as well.
7: Now, that's interesting, and I haven't decided if I'm saying this in character or as myself. <laughs> <laughs> May I ask who it's from?
1: Uh they kind of asked me to keep that to myself. Uh, it's just for the the end. Recipient to know.
7: Okay, well, how about this? If I wanted to send them a letter, who would I address it to? <sighs> since you're a courier.
1: I suppose you'd send it to Thornvale.
7: Is that a person or that would Kevin Thornvale?
1: <laughs> that would be a place.
7: <laughs> and then it'll just it'll just get to them?
1: Uh yeah. They're they're part of the organization, high enough they'd probably end up finding it.
5: Before we, we cut away, like as these two characters talk about this, I think we can also see a, a ship coming in to Acheron's port and we, we look up in the sky and we can see the telltale red, blue, and white flag of the Tempest Armada as none other than the Tempest herself floats into Acheron to see the rest of the ceremony and celebration. But I'd like to return to this bar Hun and and uh johnny i want you to just give me like one little detail about this this private corner that that you two have carved out for yourselves to finish this business Hmm.
1: it's probably like a like a divey eriner's bar i don't think we've we choose something particularly bright and inviting to have a conversation especially when uh Everyone's a little nervous about the conversation.
7: I agree. And I think specifically this bar, because I don't think we've done this yet, and I think it's it's long overdue. I think this is like a hookah bar. And, (laughs) And I think we're in a corner, like two caterpillars on top of a big old mushroom, just sucking down whatever kind of weirdo hookah that they have in this world. And also, obviously, alcohol
2: weirdo
5: okay i'm gonna say this know, maybe is, it's maybe it's big lo- big long
7: ropes
2: I, I
5: think it's like i want to go with like aerated alcohol like like you know how they do smoked oh. cocktails or whatever so you take this hookah and it's basically like bonged up through the hookah and, and you it's a situation you'd be drinking the bong water but like it it tastes good instead of miserable? I gotta mention that Braith okay. is 16. Oh, that's true. That's true. Uh, uh-huh. Well, more for me.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I do kind of like Travis
5: like sort of uh, go, going to a place like, ah, oh, yeah, this is fine. A teenager just sitting watching a man get absolutely <laughs> uh, Like, well,
1: alright,
5: this is happening. Okay,
7: may I? May I ask, and maybe unfortunately I will have to roll for this, But can I do some sort of perception check? I want to know if I can get the vibes of this person to see if I can, like, trust
5: them. Oh, Travis, please, please roll a perception check. Okay. I want this to be an average roll for sure. Love that. Um, Okay, perception.
7: Average is two? Yes, two purple. Love to hear that.
5: Um. Okay, and we have got that's two successes, two successes. Yeah. Okay, so the first success, like, is going to give you the general vibes of this person. Uh, the first thing that you see, uh, this person is wearing a green jacket that is Good a taste. nice. Uh, Exactly. Impeccable taste, very well-crafted jacket out of a very durable material. And on the chest and shoulders, you can see an insignia of the Swiftwell Courier Service, which is a group that you have encountered in in brief forms in the past. They are nearly as old as sky shipping itself. And they've got a fairly good reputation. Most of the people that you have met who are part of the Swiftwell service, which is, you know, few and scattered over your many years, have been pleasant folk. And they, you know, have a reputation of being reliable and trustworthy. Were you to need to send anything, giving it to a Swiftwell courier is probably the most likely and, and trustworthy way to go. The second thing, as you look at this person, there is something strikingly familiar about them. You feel like you must know who this person is. But, you know, this is a 16 year old boy. If you had met this kid before in your life, you feel like you would know. Like, you don't make a habit of like meeting many children,
3: Mm -mm. you know, as a rule. (laughs)
5: <laughs> yeah. You're too cool for that.
7: Okay. Okay, before we get to the business of the letter that's not for me, I'd love to get to the business of the things that are for me.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, there's. Uh, I've just got a couple of questions for you before I can hand these things over.
7: Okay, I'd be happy to hear them. And that's all I'll say there.
1: Fair enough. I... First of all, we'll say my name is Braith, and my last name is Ashworth. Does that mean anything to you?
5: A faint spark hits in the back of your mind. Travis, you've been through many phases in life, as you have led a long one. And I want to say somewhere around ten years ago, you were in what you call your master criminal phase where you were making a living running heists and you were hired on to a very dangerous job that went very south and you seem to recall working with the Ashworths I am gonna just draw a luminary real quick to get the sort of general shakedown of what this job was like I pulled the children So I think very upfront, the Ashworths are like, hey, we are about to pull a job against the Church of the Slain God. And we need someone capable and competent to work with us because this is an insanely dangerous job. Things could go go very wrong, but we cannot sit idly by and let the Church retain these assets. So they came to you they did not offer a lot of money but something about them made you say yes to the job and i want to know why did it go wrong from you
7: i mean i think the obvious the first thing that i'm gravitating towards is you know what better heist is there than heisting the people pulling the heist and
3: <sighs> i guess and I,
7: so i think that i i it's, it's very possible, plausible even, that I tried to do them dirty, which just made the whole thing go south.
5: I think that's it. I think that's it. You were a different kind of man back then than you are now. And especially, I think, after the adventures that you've had recently, after the adventures on the Uhuru, you know as this name ashworth comes back to four and you remember these two being caught by church soldiers there is a dropping sensation of guilt and remorse for what you did would it be a
7: safe or reasonable assumption that this is perhaps the children of the or the child of the people that i've worked with or
5: I think you can put
7: two and two together. Yeah,
5: Ashworth.
3: Um,
7: Well, let me answer your question with a question of my own. Does Travis Madigo? Oh, you know what? No, doesn't ring a bell. Sorry, it doesn't ring a bell. Didn't you say did your name ring a bell? Did the last name Ashworth ring a bell for you? Yeah, no, no. Um, I stayed at an Airbnb in Asheville once, but I don't think
5: that's all I You see this man, Wraith, (laughs) and you know with absolute certainty that he must be lying to you. Hmm. You have been told by Fithinavrante that this is the man uh, that you are looking for. More than that, you were told by Margaret and the luminaries that this is the person that you're looking for. What What do you say to this man as he tries to lie to you?
1: You know, they warned me that you might be a little difficult to work with. And there's a reason I'm withholding what I have for you right now. And that's because... At the end of the day, I need your help to find my parents. Hmm. And I guess if you really don't want to get this letter from Margaret, or the thousand gold from the broker, I'll just hold on to it.
7: No, 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 I I want the letter and the the gold shirt and the bird, really, and the, the gold. First of all, I've got to say it's nice to know that my reputation precedes me. Second of all, I misunderstood your question. Of course, the name doesn't ring a bell to me, Travis Madigo, but it does ring a bell to me, William, because, of course, when I knew the Ashworths, I was William and not Travis. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a complicated sort of gymnastics I do in my own head from time to time. It um, does
1: sound exhausting for you.
7: <laughs> hmm. <laughs> Imagine being in here uh but yeah yes, it does it does ring a bell, and i I mean, had you not just told me you need to find your parents, I would have said I hope they're doing well, but i under the circumstances, uh-huh. I assume they're not, but not so well that they're dead or anything
1: yeah, so interesting you say that because after that particular time when you worked with them uh or so I've heard from Vithena Vranti, nobody's seen them look
7: I'll help you find them or I'll do what I can and I will say this is not the first time that I've been implicated in a mysterious disappearance but I, I will be very forthright with you and say I have nothing to do with the disappearance um, it's just I'm sure unfortunate timing
1: right so here's the thing I will hand this stuff over if you give me a token, guaranteeing your assistance in recovering my parents from the Church of the Slain God.
7: Okay, what do you, what sort of assistance? Like cash, you can keep the thousand, or like, you know, uh, uh, <laughs> uh, we got so much money. Who cares?
2: Yeah, yeah but we earned that money, <laughs> <laughs> other, John. Other it was work. in that race. <laughs> right. Want that money. <laughs>
1: uh, unfortunately, monetary assistance is not what I'm looking for. Oh, that- I am looking for physical, in person assistance.
7: Mm, I was worried you were going to say that.
1: Yeah, it's going to be a reasonably dangerous thing to do, but it is, I, I believe this is something you owe me and my family. And to seal the deal, I would like an OCUS from you to keep you to your promise you know
7: something that seems to keep happening more and more is that I truly regret the remarkable and impressive character development that I've made
3: recently. <laughs> 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 because if you had come to me
7: a mere I don't know two or three days ago who's to say a week I would have said no way but because I've learned the human emotions of remorse and empathy. I i suppose I have to help you. And also, I really want that bird so I can show Gable that we did have another bird.
1: <laughs> and the you know, letter! Gosh, you have so many things to give me. I do. And you know, someone at... The courier's office gave me a big bag of mail that's just addressed to the whole ship. That's really weird, but I've I've got some of that too. Wait.
7: The whole just the oh the oh, I see. I see. <laughs> you, you know from You know what? I'll take everything but that. You can throw that in the trash because <laughs> it's going to be full of stuff that I'm supposed to get and I don't I don't want it. I don't want anything to do with it. Gotcha. Okay, great. Well, that solves that problem.
2: (laughs) Don't have to do those anymore. (laughs) Segment done. (laughs)
7: Okay, Okay, so here, can I... Does it have to be, like, my Ocus, or can I sort of turn something else into an okus as like a promise.
5: You can you can generate a new okus because what an okus is at the end of the day is a piece of your soul dedicating a, a part of your immortal being to a commitment. A lot of people use this to gamble at ilamat tables under magical circumstances and you know that your gambling ocus is one that you know kind of represents your your freedom and it's what you took back from the forest queen and when you're feeling sassy which if we're honest is often you put that up to gamble but creating an ocus that represents a sincerity that you will not rescind to follow through on a commitment is something that is within your power especially as someone who has forged a magical ocus in the past I'll just need you to tell me what it looks like, Johnny.
7: Yeah, I know exactly. Okay, so here's what I want to do. Because, again, I'm kind of... Everything's sort of coming up, Travis, right now, in a lot of ways. (laughs) And with my newfound um, great cosmic powers being a (laughs) minor god, I think what I want to do is, because I was just in turkey mode, I want to reach out my hand... And I, like, out of my hand, I want to grow one turkey feather that I'll pluck out and then turn yeah. into the okus.
5: Cool. Oh, that's cool. And by turn into the okus, like, wh- wh- what what, do you mean by that? I'm just curious.
7: Yeah, I think there's maybe some sort of... As I, so the, the way that I imagine that there's sort of different ways to make different Ocuses, Um mm-hmm. Ocuses. So, uh, <laughs> Oc okay. to pode. So there's the, um, you know, when you're like playing Illimat and like wagering, but then I think that there's sort of, if you are making like a promise, y- you can, there's like a special like little ceremony where you know, I'll, I'll produce it, I'll pull it out and then I'll like hand it to them. We'll both grab onto it And then I'll say, you know, I, Travis Madigo, a.k.a. William, a.k.a. The Change promise to help you find your parents in return for the letter and the bird and cash and for you to throw out that bag of letters.
1: Uh, Yep, sure. That sounds good. Okay. And then I think
7: it... Because I imagine it becomes not a feather anymore, mm-hmm. like so it's still feather shaped, but I think it gets like, uh, like a golden or bronzy
5: feel to it. Is it is it still feather sized or does it shrink down? I'm I'm just curious of like, do they look like Ocus tokens from? See that
7: that's what's like kind of stuck in my head is I think I love that. Yeah, and and I think also maybe either there's an element of like choice in it and also like it's fun if you're playing a game of Illumat to have like a big weird Ocus, but if it's something that you're going to kind of carry around as a promise it's like you don't want it to be too cumbersome so yeah I imagine it sort of like shrinks down so maybe any it's the same like weight as it was when it was bigger but it's just more dense now that it's smaller and yeah it's like, bro-
5: like kind of bronzy with that like you feel the weight of this trinket drop into your hand it feels solid. You are not someone who's ever held a true ochus before, but instantly upon feeling it, you know what it is.
1: All right. If you wouldn't mind coming with me, I will show you where all of your stuff is. And with that, uh, Braith kind of scoots out a chair and heads out uh, out to the street and... A short distance away is a small courier station where he's left all of the mail and belongings. And assuming Travis follows, he will find his duck and several packages strapped to the back of it.
7: Uh, Travis does follow, but only after uh, grabbing both hoses from the hookah thing and like taking a big, (laughs)
1: like
7: a big (laughs) final. Loaded. Yeah, a big final suck.
3: Sky Jackson.
5: Campaign Skyjacks is a one-shot network production. For more information, be sure to follow us on Twitter over at CampaignPod for updates about live shows and other events we might be doing. It's an actual play starring me, James D'Amato, Mel D'Amato, Ali Grauer, and Drew Mirzieski, as we playtest the No Kings system, which will hopefully one day be the Skyjacks role playing system. It tows the line between weird and wonderful slice of life and high flying space fantasy. You can sample the first five episodes by searching for Starwall Odyssey on your favorite podcast app, or get the whole thing by heading to patreon.com slash one-shot podcast and signing up for $5 a month or more. You can find more great gaming shows over at OneShotPodcast.com, Like Neo Scum. Neo Scum is a narrative comedy podcast featuring five Chicago improvisers antagonizing their way through the role-playing classic Shadowrun. It follows a group of misfits and outsiders, Z, an acerbic cyber troublemaker, Pox, the candy junkie klepto from across the pond, Tech Wizard, the public access actor with a petulant thirst for adventure, and Dak Rambo, the nastiest trucker this side of the Robo Mason Dixon. Joined the irascible Neoscum crew on a puerile rock and road trip through a weirdo world of tomorrow, doling out street justice to every deb they encounter whether they deserve it or not. Jonet Kessler was played by Tyler Davis, who can be found on Twitter and Instagram at Tyler A. Dave. You can stream his short film, Lining, on the Roku channel for free. Just search for the shortlist, Summer. Gable was played by Liz Anderson, who can be found on Twitter at Liz Anderson underscore underscore underscore, or on her podcast, Paired. Travis Madigo was played by Johnny O'Mara. Who can be found on Twitter at Johnny and Briefs or on his podcasts, Bill Buds and Dilettante Ball? Captain Oromar Vale was played by Nathan Blades, who can be found on Twitter at Phantom Arts ENT. You can also find them streaming on twitch.tv slash The Neon I am James D'Amato, your host and game master. You can find me on Twitter at OneShotRPG or on my other podcast, OneShot. The original music featured in this podcast was written, composed, and performed by Arnie Parrott. You can find him on Twitter over at A-R-N-E-P-A-R-R-O-T-T. You can find more of his work at atptunes.com. This episode was edited by Casey Tony, who can be found on Twitter at Casey Pony, or on his podcast, Neo Scum. Our logo was designed by Fiona Shea, who can be found on Twitter at Fiona Pup. The World of Sphere was inspired in part by the music of the Decemberists and Illimat, produced by Together Studios. This show uses a modified version of the Genesis role-playing system designed by Sam Stewart and a team of talented professionals who were fired by the private equity firm owning Fantasy Flight Games.
4: And once for our friends near to rise Twice to the dearest we're leaving behind Who know we can never deny
3: The call of the sky